guys. Welcome to the Parent Podcast. We're doing things a little bit different today, actually. So I'm Jonah, and I'm the high school pastor. And I'm Blake. I'm the middle school pastor, and we're kind of taking over from Evan today to talk to our parents. So we'll be doing that about once a month because we kind of help run the student ministry. So I'm high school, Blake being middle school, and so we just come in to bring this youth perspective uh, just to show, like, for parents of their teenagers. It's a, it's a difficult time, and so... But to kind of take advantage of that, it is a new time, and we just started getting into the podcasting kind of talk show world. We started our own podcast slash talk show called SES Chat Room, and it's going to be up every single Monday. And the first Monday of every month is going to be a feature-length kind of long-form podcast, and then every Monday following that for the rest of the month will be like a shorter kind of bite section. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, so we'll actually be having our first one this month releasing, or actually releasing Already released, I think, by the time this is up. Yep, it's February, February 1st. 1st. Go check it out. Yeah, it's awesome. So we're talking about, for February, just about dating. And so tonight, actually, we've been actually taking that time, um, don't forget, again, real quick, to subscribe to the Parent Stuff Podcast. That is really important that I know Evan would want us to say. Absolutely. Subscribe, leave reviews, thumbs up, five stars, all the good stuff. Share the love. Yes. So for February, I think across the board as a church, we are just trying to focus a little bit on love. And if you are a parent of a teenager, Mm. often you will hear that love does not take as often the form of just loving your neighbor. Often it takes the form of dating, which is messy as we know and so that's why we're talking to students about it and And it's kind of different between student to student especially with middle school being my kind of area of expertise you know relationships are all about status appearance they're kind of led in by peer pressure and it's all about how you look and of course just figuring it out it's the first time they've ever had to deal with stuff like that so to kind of put it in their minds uh, we're talking to parents about how that happens what you do as a parent when that comes up because let's be honest, middle school relationships are super parent-driven, so you want to be ready to deal with that. <laughs> parent-driven, no pun intended, literally. Literally, yeah. You can't get anywhere without your parents driving you. So for high school ministry, relationships kind of take a turn because while a lot of times they are still a little bit shallow and more about identity, um, at the same time it's characterized by what high school is characterized by, and that's just freedom, is that whenever you're a sophomore, junior, senior, you started being able to drive, and so your relationship can take up to another step. And so there's a whole lot of freedom that comes with those relationships that make dating a completely different ball game. But we're talking about dating today, and that's not just going to be coming from me and Blake. Of today. course. We're kind of, you know, neither of us have kids. We're still super young. So to talk to a parent who has experience for our first intro into the parent podcast world, we thought we'd bring one of our all-time favorite parents, Sean Birch. Welcome to the podcast, Sean Birch. Hey, guys. Good to be here. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. How about yeah, you? Yeah, good. Good to see yeah, you here. Yeah, you as well. All right, Sean. So tell us a little bit about your family. So Jennifer and I have been married 25 years yesterday. Actually, it was our anniversary. Wow, oh, yeah, happy anniversary. Thank you. Just That's celebrated awesome. That. Very nice. Yeah, so we had that. Uh, we have three kids. Uh, one is Madison. She's 22 years old. Uh, just got married, finished college, got married. Hmm. Landon is a freshman at Louisiana Tech. And we have Hannah Grace, who is a freshman at Benton High School. Wow, just across the board. And a pig. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, and you have a pig. And we have a pig. Right. I love that. Oh, I thought you said Hannah Grace is a pig. No, like, no, 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 Taking that wow. back. Yeah, no, no, she's no pig. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah, so we, uh, we have a pig, and uh, somehow it stumbled into our Care. trap. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. I've seen pictures of your pig. It is so cute. Yeah. It's, Man, it's this is news to me. That's awesome. Yeah, okay, come see the pig. Yeah. So, 
All right, so we have a few questions just to hear your perspective on, and just to hear from, like, as someone who's firstly, your daughter, your oldest, just got married just now, and now, like, your others, uh, Landon's just going into college, and then Hannah Grace is just starting out in high school, and so, like, you've been through most of those stages, at least with Madison, and so, when did you start dating? Well, me personally, okay, of course, yeah, the word, personally, come on. Of course the word dating now means something different than it did when when I was there dating then meant you actually went on a date now we have people that call dating even though they can't actually go out on a date like a middle schooler may say they're dating somebody but they're not actually able to go out on a date but right uh, so I would say yeah so I would say uh, you know middle school definitely the radars came on as far as girls and and seeing them and how do you meet up somewhere and how do you you know have those kind of conversations and but then high school, I can remember my first date. My parents uh, did not have my own vehicle yet, but my mom had a conversion van. I don't know if you remember these. Not just a mm-hmm. minivan, but it's one that has, like, curtains inside. It has Oh, a, wow. Yeah, it has, like, the, the fe- velvet kind of seats. Just like a, to warn you, whenever you say, remember these, we may have never uh, seen these. Yeah. Right, right. So like <laughs> a, Ask your parents about Like it. a cross yeah. between a VW bus and a minivan? Yes, but bigger. Okay. Bigger, yeah, yeah. Not as small as, not as narrow as a mini. Weird. That's cool. Wagon, now, you know, please continue. Is this what you drove to your first date? So in? this is what this is what I, I showed up at the house uh, for the girl, and her dad walks out and he says, "You're going in that?" I said, "Going in that?" Because again, it has curtains on the side. The back seat folds down. Oh. To a bit. So he asked me. He said, "Do you have one of those seats in the back that folds down?" <laughs> oh no. Yikes. I said, "I'm not sure, but we won't be back there." Yeah, we won't, good we won't find out yeah. today. Good answer. Yeah. And so, uh, so anyway, that was the that was the first date that I went on. It may have been like a homecoming or something like that, but uh, sophomore year in high school. That's awesome. The, the first official date. Well, I imagine since then, with your own kids, you've kind of seen dating culture shift. So, what kind of differences do you see between when you were dating to now when you see your kids dating? Well, I think at the core, all of it's the same. You know, I mean, it's it's kids wanting to connect with somebody else. It's wanting to. F- you know, feel like, hey, I'm important or that somebody else likes me and that yeah. that type of thing. So I think at the core, that's there. How it plays out maybe is different. Mm-hmm. So today, kids maybe start off on Snapchat and they may send just a picture to somebody else that they might be interested in, mm-hmm. may not even put words on there, you know, and then if the person snaps back a picture, then the next word, the next thing may have a, some words and then they start up a conversation. We didn't have Snapchat, you know, back then or cell phones. And, and so it's very different because back then, you had your telephones and you had your friends that would, you'd try to get them to maybe introduce you to somebody or you'd hang out in groups and then maybe hit it off with somebody in the group. You did that. I think that stuff's still in play. You just now add the technology side to it where you have those kinds of things that can initiate a relationship uh, and see where it goes. What do you think uh, of things like dating apps? What do I think about them? Yeah. Okay. So obviously I'm going off of what other people say because I've never been on, really on a dating app. Right. I hope not. Um, yeah. <laughs> so are we talking Tinder and yes. things like that? Uh, the things I hear about them are <laughs> that uh, that maybe there's some not so good stuff that maybe it's just a hey I'm looking for somebody to hook up with right? yeah and so uh, I think you got to be careful maybe as far as what's out there from what I understand about these um, you know now I know other people that have gone on to dating websites and met somebody that they really like and go out with and find a connection there but as far as teenagers uh, maybe the tenders and things like that Maybe shouldn't be swiping Maybe not. Yeah. Right. so much on that. Not where you start a wholesome relationship most of the time. Maybe so you not. feel like the kind of culture and the purpose of dating has kind of shifted? No. I think the purpose of it is the same. 
uh, the culture on how that the environment on how that plays okay. out. Okay, maybe has some additions to it uh, that would that yeah. would make it a little more. I want to touch on what unique. you kind of just mentioned. Like, so with starting of relationships, like I think that's so key that you just start there. Is just like relationships have changed in the fact that communication is still there but it's changed forms and often like I think value almost uh, because like I think in high school ministry and I say, I would say especially in middle school ministry Mm -hmm. that most communication relationship, it's either started on a text or it's like started over a Snapchat and something like that. And so like, it's funny to see it's sad, but funny to see like relationships that have happened on in texts and you know each other so well because you can always have a conversation with them. And then when you get them together, it's like awkward. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> I've experienced that firsthand. It's not fun. <laughs> Do I have something in common with you? Um, because it's so, it's so much easier to say things to a screen than it is to get face to face with that person. And then the same things be so much harder to say because you've never had to feel them in person, which is so, I feel like a new strange area of dating that's only just now kind of getting figured out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, it, I mean, it seems like every generation has something new. So my parents were more of the, Hey, the guy calls the girl first, right? Mm-hmm. The girl doesn't initiate anything where that's totally flipped around in, in all kinds of ways, but it was over telephone and it was talking where in their generation, it was, you know, you may come talk to the parent and see, and see if there's mm-hmm. a way that you two might be able to meet up somewhere and you're going to be dressed in a big poodle skirt. I don't, you know, something like that. <laughs> you have a cow for marriage. Right. Yeah. Things like yeah. that. So, uh, exactly. Uh, so, so I think every generation has some new things. And so what was unique or what was normal for me is now a little bit different than what it is for this, mm-hmm. this age group now. Uh, and so figuring out how to navigate through that and make it work well for your kids so they don't get eaten up in it is kind of the challenge. Yeah. And so we've kind of like started there, but like, so if dating, you said in its core has not changed. And so what would you say, like, what is the purpose of dating? What's that thing that's still constant? Well, and that's always, I guess, debatable is what's the purpose of dating. So is dating that you are looking to find somebody that you will eventually marry is dating. Hey, I just want a group of people to hang out with. And this just happens to be somebody a little more uh, special to me than, than another. I think ultimately the purpose of dating really is to find someone that you say, hey, this is someone I could end up spending my life with. Uh, of course, you may date several people and figure out, hey, I don't like that. I don't like this. There's certain things about me that need to change, certain things about other people that I don't want to be a part of anymore or that I want to make sure that I have included in there. Uh, so I think dating can take on different purposes and what happens. Ultimately, there's going to be somebody that you date that you're going to stick with, and that's going to be who you marry. So you hope that the dating relationship, because you don't know which one it is, if there's any, but you want to make sure that, that you do it well so that you lead into marriage on a good standing. Yeah. And so it's about, so if you're saying like, again, that most dating, I, I'm just going to throw out that the majority of relationships, what we said, and I think our student podcast is that about every relationship you will ever have other than one will probably not end in being the marriage you stay with forever. Um, so even in that point. So it's just to say, like, in that, what kind of ways, like, what are you saying, like, to say, like, how can you have those relationships, especially in high school when, like, we were talking at lunch and you mentioned about how, like, majority in high school, most people won't be marrying that person. They will, they can, and it will happen, but protecting that. Well, okay, so most people that date in high school don't end up getting married. There are some that do, but you take that back to middle school, 
And because middle schoolers, most of their radars are going off. And a lot of times parents will feel like, hey, there's nothing going on. Right. I mean, they don't they don't think about this. They don't. And it's just not true. You know, most of them, Mm -hmm. most of them have something at least starting to question. There's some that I mean, they'll wait till they're 25 before they even start asking the questions. But but most teenagers today, it's going to start in middle school asking certain questions. And and the further along they go, you know, the, the deeper those questions will get. Yeah. So as far as, you know, how to maybe how to do this. Well, I don't remember your question. What was your question? It's basic. You're going the wrong way. I like what you're going with. So, so I feel like my perspective on dating for my kids is different than what their perspective is on maybe why dating should happen. Uh, Because I feel like this may be the same as what it was back in our day, but you have uh, guys where when guys sit around and talk, uh, if it's locker room talk, then they're talking about who they can go out with, the type of girl that it might be. Uh, some that maybe they can just get with. Some of them are just thinking, hey, can I, can I get with somebody? Mm-hmm. Uh, some want a good relationship, but somewhere in there you're going to have your, you know, your, your physical connections, and it's like, okay, so what do we do with those? And, and so if guys are being driven by that, which, again, I don't think is too different from previous generations, how do you guide your sons and your daughters through, through that experience? Um, but just how to have a good perspective on it because sometimes the kids don't know the questions and, and, but that maybe we know because of experience. So – it is pretty weird because while you never know whether something's going to be taking place or not, the talk is definitely there between them and their peers. So for you as a parent, what kind of role do you play in that? Okay, so on, on this one, this is where I think it actually goes a little more beyond just dating. It's, okay, what kind of relationship do you have with your kids? Right. And do you have a relationship where you can have a conversation with your kid? Because there's that, that balance of, okay, I want my kid to be able to come and talk to me. But at the same time, I have to be a parent and I have to put in some guidelines and some rules for them to to go by. Mm -hmm. And so how do you do that well enough to where they're willing to talk to you, but at the same time, respect the fact that you're going to put in some guidelines and you may tell them, though, at times. Uh, So I would say the first thing is you've got to have some kind of relationship where they're already talking to you. And sometimes they may, you know, and I have three, all three of my kids are wired differently. And so my first one would would talk and talk and talk and tell me how she feels and she would do that. My second one, you know, our son, I mean, he will not tell you how he's feeling. He won't, he won't let you know any of that. And then there will be one day every two months that all of a sudden it all comes out, you know, and and he'll talk all about it, you know, about what's going on in life and things like that. The third one, you know, is kind of a mix, kind of a mix of the two. And, And so how do you work with each of those personalities? So as far as conversations, it might be at nighttime. It might be, you know, if we go in to say goodnight to him at night, we just have this thing where we're, we go and pray. You know, I pray with them first, and then Jennifer will go in and pray with them. And there might be a time That's where cool. I, you know, just where I say, hey, is there something I can pray for you about? And that might start a conversation, you know, in, in there. I think I want to just touch on that real quick. Like, so coming into this, like, I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, I thought that one of the things that, like, what role a parent plays, like, sometimes that will be up to you as a parent. And I knew that, like, it could be different from family to family. But what you're kind of touching on is that it's different based off each kid and so coming to that point of just conversation is that's really cool and so what's one way that you might be a little bit different for different kids with dating okay so you know it like madison when she was i think when she walked out of the womb when she was born i think walked out saying where's where's my disney prince i mean you know she (laughs) she had on the you know she had disney dresses that she liked to wear she liked watching the movies and i mean there were always the dreams of you know the prince is going to come she would pretend she was a princess that needed to be woken up by a kiss. And, you know, when you're younger, she wants daddy to be the prince, right? And But she's always dreaming about that kind of stuff. And so as she 
got older, I mean, she still was wired that way. I mean, she always wanted to find the perfect person and the perfect situation and the perfect, you know, that, and that was kind of her thing. So we have to work with her on, okay, what does that look like? And, and do you, there may be a guy that you find confident and that you find funny and that you find attractive, but he may be wired in a way that is not going to end up in a good spot. So mm-hmm. how can you, we, so we would have conversations about, hey, we can't go down that road. Or, hey, what if you go down that road? What's going to happen there? And so we would have to have those kind of conversations where maybe, you know, the others, it's maybe not as open to it. So maybe our youngest right now is uh, doesn't talk a lot about that and knows that she wants to at some point. But right now just says, hey, I'm just not there right now. And, and so we, our conversations just might be, hey, when you get there, what kind of things do you look for? Okay. You know? and, and so she's, you know probably got a list that she's written out of, hey, here's the characteristics that I want for a guy when I, whenever I do start dating. And so she knows, hey, these are things that are important for me. Uh, and for all of them, we always talk about what the kind of the non-negotiables are. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what is the most, what are the most important things uh, that you should look for whenever you, uh, whenever you're looking to date? So could you give us an example of that? Like, what are, co- what are a couple of those that you think are those non-negotiables? Yeah. So, so I would say, and again, I've worked with teenagers for a really long time now, and I and haven't been a teenager and, and knowing things I did personally well and stuff I did t- terribly wrong and watching other people that have done the same thing. And when I found out, you know, that, hey, Christ gives us a roadmap and just says, hey, here are some things mm-hmm. on how we should be as people, we try to build it on that. And so, you know, I tell them, I say, but the first thing I tell them is rule number one is, according to the Bible, according to you know, what we see there, it says that if you are going to be with someone else, they have to be a believer. And that they have to share the same faith that you that you do, because if not, uh, you know, it talks about you're going to go different ways. There's going to be all kinds of issues that come up. So we say that number one has to be they have to be a believer. Number two, because we're in the South, everybody just about everybody says they're a believer. Number two is they have to act like they are a believer. And so that means that they Mm -hmm. are going to try to do things with integrity. They're going to try to treat you well. The things that they uh, do on weekends are going to be consistent with morals and values that, that Christ would want us to have because we know that those are the ways that we go that that please him and are going to cause the least amount of pain that comes for you know going forward in the situation so really those are the first two two things that we emphasize with with both of them and i would ask each of them uh, you know hey are we are we in the same boat on on this one and then after that you kind of build out yeah d- absolutely pieces. i think one of the funny things that we always see is um i think we call it evangelical dating uh it's the idea that like man he is such a just he's just not a great guy but he is so good looking and you know i really think that i i think i can be the one to lead him to god is calling me to fix him yes yeah and that does not end up going well it's an Mm -hmm. anchor not something you can lift up you know and and i have friends that 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 happened and uh you know have have a good friend that's actually a pastor now and and they probably started off in in that kind of relationship Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. the daughter was a, a believer and and that and that ended up happening. So they're kind of like there's an, an exception. There's some works, yeah. But, yeah. But generally, what I've seen out there though is, can that can that work? It can. Does it usually work? It usually does not. And even if it does work, there's usually a cost, a heavy mm-hmm. cost to the believer uh, in the relationship as they're trying to get the other one to turn turn their lives around. You know, mm-hmm. quote unquote, uh, on that. So it's a heavy responsibility to put on a relationship. It is your it is. soul, <laughs> the right. battle for your salvation. Yeah, which which again, I may go back to why the Bible says, "Hey, make sure you're, you know, you're equal in your faith." Is right. because hey, why why even fight that battle 
which may end up in a really ugly spot uh, yeah. somewhere down the road. And especially like, so I, th- I think in our marriage, one of our, uh, we went to a lot of premarital counseling, just like, you know, start out well, um, right. rather than start out and have to figure everything out right, from right, right. the bottom. Um, with that was talking about how like the purpose for husband and wife is you're both supposed to point each other towards Christ. Right. And that's one of the best things about a relationship that's healthy is that you are making each other better. And mm-hmm. so if you are healthy and then you enter into a relationship where maybe the other person's not like you're missing out, they might not be, but like you might be missing out on someone that's there to iron sharpens iron to help you grow closer to God. Yeah. And, and I really want to say this, but we're not trying to raise our kids to be religious kids. We're trying to, we're trying to raise our kids to say, Hey, when God talks about, what kind of characteristics we ought to have as as believers is what does that look like so that you that it's just part of everyday life it's not because you're trying to be if you're just doing it just to check off some boxes and and it's not part of who you are then that's just going to lead to frustration it's going to lead to rebellion it's going to lead to kids doing stuff that uh, you would never want your kid to go do Uh, and they're going to hide it and they're going to do those things so we're trying to trying to instill here's what our values are and, and when you do that, then I think it becomes more natural of who they are as opposed to, hey, I'm just trying to look a certain way, but trying to be, no, this is who I am. And so then I try to find people that, that match that as well. Um, and I don't know if this is a question later or not, but the other thing that we found really valuable is at some point our kids all look at us like, hey, your parents, you don't really understand what I'm going through, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's been a while. You know, you just don't get it. And so we've had those kind of conversations. But the, the most important part of it is, having people around them that are close enough in their life that re uh, just keeps saying over and over, Hey, this is, this is what's important. These are values that are important that just kind of reinforce your values. It's Uh, affirmation. It's affirmation. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like I take, I'll take Madison since she's our first one that's gone all the way through. She started high school and she, you know, the summer before just wasn't sure, wasn't sure. Hey, which direction do I want to go? Do I want to, go one way and, and kind of party and things like that. Do I want to go a different way and, and not? Well, the summer before uh, she went to camp and while she's at camp, there were some people that were there, some college students that really spoke into her life and gave her some positive uh, reinforcement on, hey, if you go this direction, it's, it'll go well. If you decide to go the other, the struggles are going to come and the hurt's going to come. She then got into high school and she had a freshman basketball coach who's now the head coach at Airline High School, um, Lindsey McConaughey. But Lindsey McConaughey, um, it's like a big sister to her now because she, she lived a certain way. There was a senior on the basketball team that lived a certain way, lived for Christ, and just said, hey, look, follow our example. So if you have people around them that they can follow their example that have done it well and encourage that, that sometimes will speak volumes into uh, the direction they decide to go uh, as well. So kind of coming from a parent standpoint where you've been through it and kind of see the pitfalls that they may be facing down the road, where do you think the line comes between freedom and protection? Uh, that's a great question. So if we, if all we do is throw rules on them, uh, they're going to rebel, you know, at times. And, right. and sometimes, uh, you know, families are made up of one person that's really hard on rules and one that's maybe a little bit more loose on, on rules. Um, I come, I come from a standpoint of, uh, kind of let them go out and figure it out. And if they fall, they, f- they fall, but we'll have the conversations about it, but you gotta let, let them try. Mm-hmm. The good thing is Jennifer is more, no, there's certain things that we need to do a certain way, you know, each time. So she's probably a little, she's a little bit more rigid in that. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but what happens is whenever we come together on that, if we let them all go and just fall down and fall down and just say, ah, oh, you'll learn it yourself. There's some good in that. But mm-hmm. if I, if that's all we do, then my way is not going to be the best way. Mm-hmm. If all we do is go by, 
oh, you blew it, so now we got to nail you over that, and, and we got to do this. If, if that's all we did was go on that side and do that, uh, then there would be problem. There would be problems in that. We'd just have angry, upset kids, and couldn't come ducks. to you anymore. Couldn't come to you anymore. Couldn't yeah. do that. Uh, so I, I feel like you know Jennifer and I both have have moved in a, in a way that we work well together on on that. So I think you've got to give your kids freedom to fail, but you've got you got to be there to have those conversations. Um, if there's a situation though where we know failure is going to come, yeah, I'll try to have the conversation and see if they understand it. And if they don't, there may be times that I just have to say, hey, we can't do that. You know, we can't go that road. I know you're going to be upset about it, but we just can't do that because it's just not going to end up well. So I try to have the conversations before about. Like, what's going to happen if we go down this road? Right. Yeah, I think something that you just kind of pointed out is that, yeah, it is true. Um, we talked a little bit about, like, whenever your child's dating someone who's, like, just not a Christian, who's not a believer, who's not someone that's uh, lives that lives that out a lot. And that sometimes can be troublesome. But, like, get, even if your child, like, both your child's dating someone, they're both just believers. If they both seem like they're strong in their faith, temptation still exists. And Absolutely. failure For still sure. can happen. Um, and so it's just to say like, yeah, everybody can fall. No one's above that. And so making sure that they're, you're, you're there for them and that you're open, that you, they can come to you when that happens because shame is a powerful motivator in those times not to. Yeah, absolutely. And so I have a friend that, um, that knew a boy that wanted to date a daughter. And so I asked him about the guy and he said, look, he's just as fantastic as you can find. He's a great guy. He's character strong. Um, you know, he's honest and all these things. He said, but at the end of it, he said, but just remember, he's still a guy. Yeah. You know, and so he's still going to, he's still going to have those things that go through his head. He's going to have the temptation. He's going to have the weaknesses. He's not Jesus. He's not perfect. You know, so I mean, he's going to have those uh, moments. So talking with my daughter is, okay, how do we handle those situations and, and being able to, to do that? Um, because again, they're, they're all going to struggle and they're all going to be curious. They're all going to wonder. They're all going to hear stories from other people about what's, you know, Hey, what do you do? What, what do you not do? We're going to hear other people in the classroom talk about what they did on the weekends. Uh, and so those kind of questions are going to come in their head. So it's how do we work through that uh, to try to get them further along in the process to have healthy relationships? Because really that's what you want to do. Just how do they have a healthy relationship going forward? I don't want to be too permissive because if I'm too permissive, things are going to go crazy and wild. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I'm too tight, they're going to rebel and it's going to be crazy and wild. So yeah. it's a, how do you strike that balance in the middle? You have to allow them to fall, but you also know that falling hurts. So you don't want them to fall too often. And so it's just like to be able to make those. Yeah. yeah. And, and grace is a, and grace is a huge mm. uh, piece in this because I mean, if I, if I went back and it, and I went through all the stuff that I did and the stuff I did wrong and, and those kinds of things. And if I had somebody that was always on me saying, look how wrong you are bringing up, Hey, we can't trust you, you know, and, and those kind of things where, Okay, let's see. Let's see going forward. Okay, how can we do things going forward? Okay, yeah, maybe you blew it here, but let's let's move past it. Let's go through the forgiveness. Let's see if we can get rid of the shame that that's there. Find out why it's even sitting there with you, and let's go forward. Um, because again, they all make mistakes and they all choose to do wrong things at times, and so we don't want to beat them up over it. But at the same time, you know, we want to we want to say, hey, look, I get it. I know why. I know why it happened. Let's let's move forward so it doesn't happen again. That's the thing that if I could thank my parents right now for anything. It would be learning with me on how I approach it too. And like they would obviously do kind of what you and Jennifer seem to do, which is, you know, the whole kind of tag team of allowing enough freedom to learn, but also placing guidelines that I won't just damage myself. Right. But also when I was down, they would just keep beating me to the ground because they knew that nothing they could say could be worse than what I was already telling myself about how I'd failed them and I'd failed myself and I'd messed up. 
but man, that is such an important thing for a parent to do is find that balance. Well, and I think what you just said about being with, I think that's the, that's the thing your kids have to know is that you are with them in this, that you're not just somebody that's lording over them, but that you are with them in in their walk saying, Hey, we want you to do this. Well, we're in this together. We know at some point you're going out on your own, but we want to be with you as you go through this process. And sometimes they want you there. Sometimes they don't, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but being available to them to say, to communicate that I think is huge. I think it's also important that we just want to do, uh, do a plug real quick is that Blake and I exist to help not just students, but families. And mm-hmm. so if y'all need, if there's anything you ever need as a parent, I know we might be young, but at the same time, it's a, we're a great bridge and we have been studying and we know the things that we can help with. And so at the very least we can find out and we can partner you with you on those. And so we are always here to talk. And if there's anything y'all will ever need, like feel free to come to us because that's what we're here for. Absolutely. And I think it's important that we do be that resource because sometimes the voice of reason coming from their parents isn't going to be the voice of reason that they want to hear. And you kind of told an interesting story about that at lunch if you want to kind of touch on that. Yeah. So Madison was, uh, I think she was eighth grade and there was some guy talk going on that, you know, she and I were talking one night and and, uh, and so she was asking some questions. I was asking her questions. I was probably more asking her than she was asking me. But anyway, we were talking, and I don't even remember what the question was, but it had something to do with dating. Mm-hmm. And so I had, uh, she had asked it. I gave this amazing answer. I mean, wonderful answer, true. I mean, it was great. I mean, I, I was really proud of myself, and, and, and it seemed like she really got it because just by her response, like, okay. And so I thought the lights had really gone on, and it clicked for her. So anyway, we finished up our conversation. Well, that was Friday night, so then on Sunday at church, it was one of the dating relationship talks that was going on, and it was the uh, one where they had a panel of people, and Davin and Erica Lazenby were, were on the panel along with some others. Well, somebody asked them the question that I had asked Madison Friday night, and I was like, this is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. the same question that, that they're being asked is what we talked about, and so I really was curious how they were going to answer it. Well, as they started answering it, I mean, it, it could have been word for word transcript of what I'd said to Madison on Friday night. And so in, I'm standing in the back of the room listening. I mean, and part of me, honestly, is just like, see, I told you. I told you, right? Because I'm a little see, bit of pride. Yeah, a little like, bit of pride. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's going on. See, I told you, I, I'm not I'm not crazy. I do know I think she's going to come out of there and be like, Dad, you are so right. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like, you nailed it. You're the greatest. You're Slam dunk. Awesome. Right. So anyway, so the question gets asked. Uh, Davin and Erica answer it beautifully. And uh, and so afterwards, everything's over. And I'm like, hey, what'd you think about the whole panel thing? She said, oh, it's it fantastic. It was great. I really liked it. And I said, hey, wh- that one question I went to uh, Davin <laughs> and Erica, you know, what'd you think about that? And honestly, my, my intent behind it was probably was, was yeah. more, okay, Dad, you were right. You know, kinda, yeah. you know, so I said, hey, what'd you think about that? She said, it was amazing. That was, that was the greatest answer. And she, so she went on and on about, you know, about their answer. And I said, I said, Master, you know that's the exact same thing I said to you Friday night. She said, "Yeah, it just sounded a whole lot different coming from them <laughs> than it did from did from you." And and to summarize, that is just the it's right words, wrong mouth. That's it. Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah. Which goes back to you know I know you guys were plugging it, but it's true. And you even said it in yours when you said we're with you mm-hmm. is when you have other people around that share those values that want the best for your kids, and that will walk with them uh, through that. Uh, that's it's the perfect opportunity, which is why student ministry, I think, can be really important. Being in the right student ministry is having people like you guys that are saying, hey, I, we want good things for your kids, and we want them to do things well. We want to support them, and we're going to walk with them through that. Mm. It's important for parents because our voice is not always going to matter to them. Your voices will uh, be there and matter in those situations. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And so I think one of the ways that Evan ends every single week is he likes to ask you, what is one piece of advice? What's your best advice right now to give these parents covering this issue? Uh, best piece of advice, I don't know if it's advice or uh, just the mindset. Um, I just remember when I was in my college age, maybe right outside of that, I remember seeing guys whose kids had grown up already and them saying to me, I wish I would have done it differently. And so they, whether they didn't spend enough time with their kids, whether they uh, did some things that really kind of just, you know, just rocked that relationship, maybe destroyed that relationship, but for them to say, I wish I would have done things differently. And so I really tried in my life to say, how can I do things in a way that when I get to the end, I don't say, I wish I would have done things differently, that I have a relationship with them that, that does it. Now, obviously, I blow it at times as a parent and, and do that, but uh, just trying to build on that. Um, also, I, I would really just kind of say Christ does give us a perfect example of, of what it's like to live life well, and he calls it abundantly. And I think if we can follow those tools and try to get our kids there, uh, that's the best way to go. Man, we have enjoyed having you today. Like, that is absolutely awesome. I think as next week, it'll be back to Evan for the Parent Podcast. But so we definitely want to hear and hear what's coming up. I love listening to this podcast. So it's really cool. Just some of the different resources that we've had. Um, And then we will be back, I think, in a month. And so. Yeah, every month we're going to come back, me and Jonah, kind of talk about parents and more the student ministry side of things. So how you can interact with your student and enjoy whether it be relationship stuff or whatever the message series is going through at that point. But if you want to catch us before then, our SES chat room is coming up every single Monday. Every Monday, check it out on YouTube, Instagram, Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere. You can find us anywhere. It's going to be awesome. And our YouTube, by the way, is Simple Church Students, if you did want to check that out. Seamless plug. And our Instagrams are the HSM.TV, or the HSMTV, excuse me, and the MSMTV. So make sure to follow. Whoa little weird thing right there. Anyways, follow us. It'll be awesome. Awesome. And also check out the show notes for some of those. We'll put all of our social media as well as some stuff just about from this podcast in there. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. We've And thank you, Sean. This was awesome. It was fun. Great, guys. Awesome. See you next week. Peace. Peace.